0: What happens
1: when two bass road warriors spend quality time talking music and life with one of their peers? Bassist, educator, author David C. Gross, and bassist and head honcho of KnowYourBassPlayer.com, Tom Semioli, trade eights with the legends of rock, jazz, funk, blues, folk, country, and more. Notes from an Artist. Revealing conversations with the legends who've created the soundtrack of our lives. What happens? You're about to find out. It's another episode of Notes from an Artist.
0: And welcome to another episode of Notes from an Artist. Welcome to our listener. I am your co-host, Tom Semioli, and my counterpart, my doppelganger, my inverse Mr. version.
1: David Seagross. I, I
0: am pretty dopply. He is, he is a doppler and he is a ganger. Welcome to our show. It is broadcast every Monday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on www.signusradio.com. David, as we have educated our listeners, Cygnus is a northern constellation on the plane of the Milky Way. And it has derived its name from the Latinized Greek word for swan, hence the swan logo on our promos when you see notes from an artist. That's where the swan comes from, David. Did you know that? I
1: learned that weeks ago.
0: Yes, because uh, you listened a matter to the of that show.
1: Immediately after learning it, put on Tchaikovsky. <laughs>
0: okay. Any hoot, and if you're not listening to us live on the radio, and why should you? You can uh, access us via our podcast, which is on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, and other platforms anywhere. Speaking of anywhere other Where podcasts are potted. Yes.
1: I literally yesterday got an email from Google Podcasts. Google? We're on that too? We're on Google Podcasts. Wow. And they gave me how many downloads we've had. Oh, and gosh. they were certainly down low.
0: They were down low. Well, okay, great. So... We're part of the deep state there on Google. So that's That's nice to know. If you want to know more about notes from an artist if, if you're psychotic
1: why why, why right if, why? if you're
0: if you're having a psychotic breakdown please go to www.notesfromanartist.com and you can really get into the nitty-gritty dirt band of what we do we also have a youtube page where you can gawk at us uh, we take several of our interview highlights and we put them up on youtube and they make for good fodder for uh, critiques and uh, actually it's pretty good stuff though so. and we also do uh this uh, tutorial known as tips from the top so if you're a bass player and you want to learn a few things things, we'll teach you. I'll Go elsewhere. You the top. Go elsewhere. Anyway, this is the third, the, the toy in the series of shows we're doing about three amazing artists who passed in 2023. That would be Burt Bacharach, Jeffrey Beck, and now we're going to do, we're going to talk this episode about David Crosby. As David mentioned in our last show, we're also going to get to the late, great David Lindley and the passing of Wayne Shorter. Those are going to be two excellent shows. Absolutely. There'll be plenty of music. You can bet on that. Okay, and as, as more icons of our uh, industry die, we will we will talk about them. So. Yeah, They're we're dropping. the
1: funeral watchers, you know. There isn't an yes. obituary we haven't
0: read. Yes, we're ghouls from an artist. We're, no, we, we're grave robbers. We like to do that. Anyway, David, our subject uh, today is uh, David Brosby, and folks know him from The Birds. They kind of know him from The Birds, but they really know him from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and all the permutations thereof. So we're going to get into some of the music, and we're going to talk also about the fact that David Crosby like Burt Bacharach and Jeff Beck was a very very um, prolific collaborator. He was on records from everyone from David Gilmore. He, he sang with David Bowie. He did records uh, with his son who he, he uh, was adopted I guess. Uh, I remember he was
1: also on the first Jefferson Starship record.
0: Oh yeah sure all those guys right the uh, Starship records right blows against the Empire and uh, I think he sang back up on.
1: And you know, also he is the record. post child for both the NRA and Pfizer.
0: There you go. He certainly is, and he is the father of uh, Melissa Etheridge's children. I think
1: that's right. that's right. Right. He
0: proceeded. He he donated his sperm. Dude. That's yeah. right. but we don't know if it was delivered directly.
1: Well, uh, uh, I don't think that's going to be part of our
0: conversation. That's anymore. not going to be a part don't of We not get into the gossip. We really don't. Right. We're not into um that sort of thing. That's sort. In
1: search of the lost umbilical. Because <laughs> my heart belongs to Daddy
0: lost <laughs> the umbilical cord. Uh, f- odd that Melissa Ezrich did not ask you or I to donate sperm, David. But, uh
1: well i think she knew we were busy
0: <laughs> yes yeah, exactly so a uh, wonderful show on david crosby we're going to play some of his collaborations we're going to play some deep tracks including guinevere and what do we know oh, about that track
1: guinevere is one of my favorite tracks not only was it a great track of his in all of his foresight that uh mr miles davis had and specifically because he always did standards. There was always something funny about, oh, why did he do a, a Cindy Lauper song? Why did he do a Scritti Politi song? Guinevere of, of David Crosby. Well, they were great songs. Two, he had been doing standards since the beginning of time. Why would anyone, since it wasn't a Broadway standard, why was it not considered a doable tune?
0: Yeah. Tell me that. Tom. I don't, I can't tell you that answer, Dave, but well, I can tell you this, you know, interesting that you mentioned Miles doing Guinevere because maybe he helped turn that song into a standard as he did with the Michael Jackson, right? They did uh, the Michael Jackson song, uh, Human Nature. He did that on You're Under Arrest and he did the Cindy Lauper, as you mentioned, time after time. And those songs became standards because Miles Davis did them.
1: Exactly. So no one gave anyone a hard time for doing Autumn Leaves. Or
0: Someday My well, Prince Will Come or, yeah. Uh, you know.
1: But you got to remember the... The jazz police, who only played hard bop, were, um you know, upset. I mean, think about it, when you're talking about the jazz police in their dark suits. They had nothing uh, good to say about avant-garde music, electronic jazz. Rock and roll. Uh, yet they were really willing to jump on the bandwagon. I'm thinking of three or four artists uh, right now. And make the money.
0: Follow yeah. <laughs> the Ducats, David. Well, we are the opposition of the Jazz blues. We are the jazz criminal. That's right? it
1: and we wear archaic socks
0: hey jazz terrorists that's what we are so let's get into david crosby david van cortland crosby who was born in 1941 i grew up in the 70s and ye gods fm radio that's how we listened to music in those days even though you're probably done with radio by 1972 and 73 every day every other playlist was crosby stills nash and young crosby stills nash and young You heard Deja Vu and Four Way Street played incessantly, all their solo records, Neil Young's Harvest. It was not years later till I could actually appreciate uh, David Crosby because I was so overexposed to him in the 1970s. But you first learned of him as a member of the bird. That is correct.
1: And everyone said he was the cute one in the bird. (laughs) So that was how they schloffed him off. (laughs) Truth be told, there is a, a book out, something about Laurel Canyon. Yes. That very particular period in time where they were all living up in the canyon. Yes. Yes. And what's very, very interesting is if it was back in England, Crosby would have been a duke, apparently. Interesting. From his family. (laughs) Uh, Another crazy thing is um, Frank Zappa's dad was like big into the industrial complex. Hmm. Back then, Jim Morrison's father was an admiral. Right, he was in the Navy, yeah, he was in the Navy Admiral. And Stephen Stills, who I also played with, he was in the Army himself. As a matter of fact, one of the scariest moments was we were doing something for um, a TV show called Hot Hero Sandwich. Okay. And he had been up the night before, and probably the night before that with my old buddy... Felix Papillardi, and I had this beautiful 61 jazz bass. Yes, I did have a four-string bass long ago. My God, Chuck. And he started doing rifle drills with my (laughs) bass. And I'm like, oh, Stephen, please! And you know he's whirling it and doing. And I'm, I'm like, I'm just waiting for the fact that I'll be going to Manny's in an hour to have to pick up a bass to finish the session. But fortunately, not. <laughs> but he wasn't with the birds that long. No, um, he did five
0: records with them, as it says. Right. He was booted out of the birds. I think the the song that got him booted out was Triad. Probably. Well, they had a they had a dust up at the Monterey Pop Festival. Yeah, you know, right, right And but right, course- here's the thing:
1: all the big hits with the birds. All of the songs you remember with the birds, David Crosby was in the band. And something else about David Crosby that's really important from my perspective, Miles Davis did a version of Guinevere.
0: Right, there you go.
1: Now, I'm sorry, that sort of changes everyone's ball game. ballgame. Yes. Uh, obviously, it must have been Betty Davis who turned him on to a lot of that music. Uh-huh. But he heard something in that song. And when you listen, it, it's available, I think it was... Back then available on the album Big Fun.
0: Right. Yes. The Big Fun were the out, were the outtakes. My goodness. What outtakes? Right. From bitches. And group, right?
1: that version, that should have been on, on the corner. As a yeah. matter of fact may have been touted for that record because he yeah, had right. all the synthesizers, yes. all the sitar sounds right. on But then after he left, he joined what one of the greatest, most important sort of soft slash country folk rock bands of all time, Crosby, Stills and Nash.
0: Right, that record was amazing and of course they all met at Cass Elliott's, that famous meeting where Cass Elliott, I think Eric Clapton was there as well and Mickey Dolenz, another guy we have to have on the show. Yes, and that's CSN record was just amazing and your old boss steven stills what an amazing bass player on that record
1: absolutely absolutely and so that band lasted and then it didn't last and then it lasted again but well, was- let's what was
0: again you being uh you know of, of of age what was the reaction when csn came out what was that i mean obviously it was a number one record i mean it broke all sorts yeah, of yeah yeah yeah
1: Why I was so excited about it is because I was a big Hollies fan. Oh, okay, right. So for me, I I was going into it more as a Hollies fan. With Graham Nash. uh, Yeah. Than a Buffalo Springfield or Birds fan. Sure. Because that was passe music. At that point, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got the heavier rock stuff going, but CSN record was just there wasn't a bad song on that record. Yeah,
0: just brilliantly played, brilliantly recorded, br- brilliantly composed. What was the what was the feeling when uh, Neil Young joined the fray?
1: Well, kind of like <laughs> oh geez But Deja Vu was a phenomenal record.
0: Oh, phenomenal Another phenomenal record. Another another yeah. phenomenal record. And then of course Crosby's first solo record was uh, If I Could Only Remember My Name, which you had everybody on that record. His old girlfriend Joni Mitchell uh, obviously Graham Nash Neil Young was on that record guys from Jefferson Airplane and the Dead were on that record Santana was on that record that is like the well, quintessential hippie record
1: if you think about it the first Jefferson Starship record came out around that time and if you yes. look at the, the um list of uh, musicians on that it's a very similar group of musicians
0: Right. And then over the years, up uh, uh, Crosby, Stills, one of the biggest world tours ever in 1974, their big 74 tour. They And then uh, uh, the, he recorded with various configurations. Crosby and Nash made quite a few records, as did Stills and Young. And they didn't really come together and get back together with uh, CSNY until Live Aid in Philadelphia in 85. And they kind of, you know, they got back together sporadically. I was fortunate enough to catch them in San Francisco at the um, Bill Graham Memorial. And I think that was the last time uh, the four of them. No, I, actually, I think they did some more reunions in the, um, in the double zeros and places like, and, and times like that. But, you know, Crosby was another guy that did a lot of session work. He sang with, uh, David Gilmore, uh, with Nash on Remember That Night. He was on Jackson Brown's Dr. My Eyes. He sang on, uh, James Taylor's Mexico. That was a big hit. Um, mm-hmm. he sang with Phil Collins on Another Day in Paradise. And he did a couple of, um, songs with Bob Dylan on Red Sky. So he was also another guy that, that did quite a, quite a bit of session work and it's interesting when you listen to their harmonies what made them so special is they didn't do the usual third and fifth harmonies they you know would sing sixth and seventh and
1: all sorts and don't forget his collaboration with melissa Etheridge. oh my god
0: yes yes (laughs) he was a sperm donor all that sperm david and he was a sperm sperm donor for two children with her partner julie cypher now isn't that funny sperm cypher sperm cypher oh i get it you're joking (laughs) <laughs> what's so funny that was artificial insemination wasn't it he i don't think he mounted uh, melissa atheridge <laughs> i think it was more incidental insemination. <laughs> accidental frankly. insemination occidental insemination <laughs> hey let's not forget also crosby stills national also made lots of lame reunion records like looking forward and after the storm and a live album called live it up which had uh, an album covered with pitchforks and hot dogs do stay away from the those records we won't play any of that stuff but we will certainly play obviously the csn and CSNY stuff and he also had a well, pretty
1: thing though about him that I, I i found very very interesting is there was that book by graham nash i'm looking up the title oh it's nash. a
0: it's an excellent book i read that book yeah you
1: understand a lot more about how close graham and david crosby were yeah. and how ultimately crosby just sort of screwed the pooch with
0: that that's it, really tragic how they uh they wound up but you know also he had a band called cpr which uh, he reunited with his son james raymond crosby and they came together and and uh, amazing you find out you're a struggling musician you find out your dad is david crosby i'll <laughs> talk about hitting the lottery huh and they did and they made a couple of wonderful records um he toured up uh, uh until recently as uh, david crosby and friends and continued to a solo group <laughs> <laughs> but he continued. He continued to make excellent records until his his passing. But um, certainly, but you also in- have to think about the
1: influence he had. I oh, mean, oh, absolutely! Look at how many bands came about because of the Birds. Mm -hmm.
0: and crosby stills and nash absolutely that's you talk about the singer-songwriter movement in the 1990s uh all the female singer-songwriters i know because they were of high school age when csn was on the radio was on fm radio and man you just learned those songs you knew all those songs so i could tremendous uh yeah very far-reaching influence but But think
1: about it you have the birds you had um well what was it richie
0: surey's band Oh, Southern uh, Hillman Fury were fabulous, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: what about Chris Hillman's Burrito Brothers?
0: Chris Hillman's Burrito Brothers and all the great Roger McGuinn records. He did a couple of records with Gene Clark, I think McGuinn. Oh, McGuinn. Boy, Coco, uh, yeah, yeah. Speed
1: Press. It, it goes on and on and on of all the bands that, uh, and I don't mean this in a negative way, imitated. Yes, Uh, Tom Petty. I mean, there's no more birds-oriented band than the Tom Petty band,
0: right? And what I what I I always say about Tom Petty, what was cool is is he made it cool to like the '60s again because he came out in the punk era. I remember seeing him in uh, in college in in like '77 and thereabouts, and yeah, he made you know he was going back and and paying homage to the birds and those records. Cool to have a twelve-string guitar again, and then of course uh, he collaborated with Roger McGuinn on uh, "Back to Rio." That's phenomenal, right? record that uh the last really great roger mcgwin record so yeah all that cross-pollination and david crosby was right at the center of it Move and again yet
1: Tom. May they all rest in peace.
0: May they all rest in peace. And, and props to David Crosby. He he admitted he was a fuck up. <laughs> you know, right? right. He, he admitted he was a rotten sob. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, we won't do that. We won't have the opportunity, David. We'll be uh, we'll be taken away by a Chinese balloon. <laughs> That's
1: right, and it'll say happy birthday. Either.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, and we'll get blamed for blowing up the Nordstrom pipeline. We'll get blamed for a lot of things. Uh,
1: but well we, sure.
0: Well, that wraps up our dead show for today. Our show of <laughs> our our Well, you know it's song on the beginning, right? I told you. Yes. Jim Carroll. Yes. All the people <laughs> who died. People who died. So uh, I think we'll have a two-parter on this one. So it'll be a, a nice, a, a nice thing. But yeah, of course, you know these artists are all getting up in age. And and of course, David Crosby did not take care of himself. The fact that this guy lived past thirty is pretty amazing. Uh, Jeff Beck died of a rare illness, so that was very sad.
1: <laughs> and Keith Richards. Just
0: and Keith Richards. On Keith Richards. Going. Right. Uh, the, uh, keeps living. And then of course, what was Burt Bacharach? Not nah, um, ninety-four. Ninety-two. Like I think it. Was. Ninety-two. Okay. So uh, Burt obviously. Like, I guess uh Carol Baer Sager and Angie Dickinson may may have had a, a play in that. He had what? He was married four times. That's correct. And you and I have four marriages between us. So between us, yes, yes. <laughs> so we have a bit of catching up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh,
1: tell you, I'm not going to do it again.
0: Yeah, we're, we're not famous. We don't have any money, so we're we're not. Uh, no one will marry us. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. So let's <laughs> end the show with "Never shall
1: I marry." We're
0: stuck with our wives, as you know? <laughs> it. Or they're stuck up. with
1: us. Is more than the point.
0: Right, and we're recording this right after Valentine's Day. So thank you to our audience member for tuning in once again. If you missed the radio show on Cygnus Radio www.signesradio.com every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. David, you can catch us on our podcast. Oddly enough, entitled Notes from an Artist, and it's on Spotify, Buzzsprout, Amazon, Apple. Jeff Bezos listens to it. Um, Mortzahl listens to this show. We have lots of fans out there. We get lots of fan mail from Maury (laughs) Amsterdam. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, he he listens to it, which is why they're banning us from Facebook.
0: Yes, 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 they do. Hey, did you hear
1: about Facebook? They're, they're going to have a pay platform a pay, Oh,
0: good. Great. Now hey, I can pay the good garbage.
1: That all these people have been bitching and moaning about Elon Musk and the possibility of a pay, pay per subscription service with Twitter. Yeah. And now, oh, we're going to have a, 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 a pay platform as well. <laughs>
0: I wonder if it'll be like Spotify, where they just take away the commercials or something like that. But then again, that's what they live on, although it's very dubious what these companies make anyway. So, uh, yeah. whatever. And of course, if you can't catch us on our, well, you can catch us on anytime on, on our podcast, please go to www.notesfromanartist.com That'll have a link to our YouTube page, so you can see the people who we deem presentable to you, our audience member, that you can watch them on our videos. And upcoming, one of our videos, we're gonna, it's going to be great. It's going to be a base for with uh, several notable bass players. We'll release that information soon. And that's one you definitely want to tune into. And that will definitely be a video. So, David? All right. Yeah, there you go. Sequest out. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you again on Notes from an Artist. Bye bye.